Good morning, saints. This is Reverend S.C., and I am glad to see you on this morning. God's been good to us. When the weather is warm, we're good, and when the weather is cold and snowy or icy, we're still good. Amen. I hope that you're all staying safe out there and taking care of yourself. Hallelujah. We woke up again this morning. If that isn't victory, I'd like to know what is. Amen. God watched over us and allowed us to wake up one more day. Amen. I would like to tell you, everyone who is going through a little something-something, and you know the devil knows his time is short, so he's trying to hinder everybody that he can. So if things aren't going right, make it right. Pray to God. Amen. Change your mind. Redirect your mind and think on beautiful things. The Bible tells us to think on these things. Things are lovely and just and pure and true. Amen. Don't let the devil get the best of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah and amen. Amen. This is the time of the year that we celebrate Purim. Yeah, this may take a while, but the Jews and those grafted in, Read the book of Esther, the total book of Esther during this time of year. So it's going to take a minute, but you're going to enjoy this. Lay back, get your drink, snack, your book, notebook, pen, whatever your writing utensil is, and take notes and enjoy. Some say Purim. <laughs> it looks like Purim. But I think it's definitely pronounced Purim. And that is when Israel was saved from extinction. Not just Hitler. Amen. Hitler wasn't the only one. People have been trying to get rid of Israel for years. And God fights their battles every time. We're grafted in so we could testify to that. Amen. He fights. Our, God fights our battles every time no matter what happens. Hallelujah. Amen. And aren't we thankful? I know I'm thankful because God does things for me that I know I would never be able to do on my own. Hallelujah. Amen. I think we can all say that. Praise God. Praise God. Uh, I'm going to talk about Pauline today, Queen Esther. That's my name. Feel free to call me that. No, you don't have to. <laughs> We're going to talk about Pauline today. Hallelujah. And I'm going to start by praying in and inviting the Holy Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, we thank you. For another opportunity to wake up and testify about your goodness, to tell people about how good you are, to tell people about what your son Jesus did for them. We thank you, Lord God, for being our God, being God all by yourself, for loving us and sharing things with us that no one else or nothing else would. We thank you for giving us power over sin, victory over hell and death. Hallelujah. We thank you for allowing us to use your son's name and his blood to defeat all of our enemies because our enemies are underneath, as your word says, our enemies are underneath our feet. Our enemies are not in bed with us. Our enemies are not on top of us, above us, around us. They are underneath our feet. And Father God, I ask that you give everybody the strength and that they need to use that power to put the enemy underneath their feet. The enemy of lack, the enemy of guilt and shame, the enemy of fear, fear. The devil goes around trying to put fear into people so that they can't get your work done. So for everybody today, Lord God, that is uh, going through fear, 
or as we're going to read about this in, in Esther today, intimidation of some sort. Anybody that's going through intimidation, um, a fear, a degradation, embarrassment, guilt, shame, um, poverty, we come against you all, bad health, anything that's come up against somebody that's unusual and they know good and well. We know good and well as the children of God that it doesn't belong. Their disease and sickness does not belong in our bodies. Jesus said by his stripes we are healed, we were healed, and always will be healed, and we'll continue to claim that each and every day, no matter what the, the, the natural world looks like, no matter what the natural world feels like, and no matter what the natural world presents to us, we know that supernaturally we have victory in Christ Jesus, and by his stripes we are healed. And we thank you, Jesus, for doing that for us. We love you. We don't want, Forgive us of our sins. We don't want anything to come in between us and you. Forgive us of our sins, and thank you for forgiving us. Hallelujah. Thank you for dying on the cross and raising back up again, showing who you are. Hallelujah, showing that you are the creator of this earth. The devil couldn't get you. The devil couldn't get you, and we thank you for that. You are the creator of this earth. The triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, and thank you for seeding the Holy Ghost within us. Hallelujah, not that we deserve it, but because you love us. You gave him to us because you love us. You gave us a part of you, a part of the triune God, a part of the, the kingdom, the heavenly kingdom. Amen. We have one-third of heaven inside of us. Cause everybody to see that the power lays within them. Use me, Holy Spirit, to deliver this word, to edify, encourage people, and to show them that they can do the same thing when their enemies try to come up against them. The devil never gets the last word. And thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So turn your swords to the book of Esther. Hadassah. That is her real name. That was her Jewish name, Hadassah. But then they changed her name. You know, every time Israel got captured, there were people who had their names changed by the countries that captured them, the people who captured them, uh, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Okay, those were not their real names. Amen. So uh, Esther's real name has Adassa. So all of all of the people, including myself, we, we our names are Esther. We, that is actually a Persian version, <laughs> per se. Okay, a, per, a a Persian version of Hadassa. Amen. So enjoy that. Hallelujah. Adassa, Esther means a star. If your name is Esther, you are a star. Smile. Amen. You're delectable. It means delectable. And Esther, the name Esther and Hadassah also means that you reveal evil. So if you haven't been doing that, get to getting. Amen. Get started. Hallelujah. Preach the word of God. You don't have to have a, a certificate or, or a badge or anything proving who you are. Preach the word of God. And he will reward you. Amen. So I'm going to start with Book of Esther. I'm going to go through this a little slowly here. And uh, starting in chapter 1. Okay, we have, it says, now it came to pass in the days of Azarus, this is Azarus which reigned in India, even unto Ethiopia, over 170 and 20 provinces. That tells you he had pool. Amen. King, King Azarus had some pool. Amen. 
Hallelujah. They, in the Greek, they call him King Xerxes. You hear Xerxes, you hear Z-E-R-Z-E-S. Amen. That's the Greek version of his name. And it says that in those days when King, when the King Azra sat on the throne of his kingdom, which was in Shushan, the palace, amen, in the third year of his reign, he made a feast unto his princes and his servants and the power of Persia and Media and the nobles and princes of the provinces being before him. Okay, this is in the third year that he was reigning, that he was in reign. It says, when he showed the riches of his glorious kingdom and the honor of his excellent majesty many days, even a hundred and fourscore days, he's showing earthly honor, amen, displaying, he's making a display of his riches, okay, and obviously he had a lot in all the provinces that he was over, amen. And when these days were expired, the king made a feast unto all the people that were present in Shushan the palace, both unto great and small. It was for everybody. He opened this up for all of his peoples, okay, all the people that were around, and seven days in the court of the garden of the king's palace. He had this big, luxurious, beautiful feast. Wouldn't that make you kind of like your leader? Wouldn't that give you a little, give a little clout, right? Amen. You're having all this good food and everything and music and enjoying yourself and wait till you hear what else. Amen. Everybody could just come and enjoy yourself. Hallelujah. Everybody had a seat at the table, as they say. And then it describes a little bit what was there. It says, where were white, green, and blue hangings? fastened with cords of fine linen and purple to silver rings and pillars of marble. The beds were of gold and silver upon a pavement of red and blue and white and black marble. And they gave them drink in vessels of gold, the vessels being diverse one from another. That means nobody, they were so rich that the things that you were drinking, the vessels that you you would be drinking out of, Nobody had the same type of vessel, like a fingerprint. No fingerprint is the same. They just had gold. They just made drinking vessels, just different ones. Everybody had it. Nobody can say they had the same vessel you had. Amen. And it says, and royal wine in abundance, in abundance, okay, according to the state of the king. That means they had wine galore. They had drink galore. Amen. Hallelujah, they wanted for nothing. And the drinking was according to the law. None did compel. For so the king had appointed to all the officers of his house that they should do a, listen to this, ready? This is kind of party that you would be at, amen? That they should do according to every man's pleasure, okay? Every man's pleasure. Now we know in these days, how they treated women, especially here in Persia. They really didn't um, look up to women or respect the women the way women should be respected. Amen? So um, you can only imagine every man's pleasure, that possible orgies. There could have been possible. Now, we know this exists even in, in Greek and Rome. They had orgies in, in the temples. Amen. Some of them had prostitutes and everything in the temples. You read about it all throughout the Bible. Okay, so possible drunken orgies. Kind of like Hollywood. <laughs> the parties in Hollywood has. 
some of them, not all, and uh, sexual abuse. There may have even been sexual abuse, and uh, you'd never know. It, it was just a wild, blown-out party. And it says, and also Vasti, okay, the queen, made a feast for the women in the royal house which belonged to King Azarus. All right, now Vashti was his wife. Amen. A beautiful woman. Ashti was a beautiful, outstanding-looking woman. And, well, for the king, of course, he's going to have the, the best of the best. Amen. And it says, also, Vashti the queen made a feast for the women in the royal house which belonged to King Azarus. Okay? She made her own feast. Amen. On the seventh day, when the heart of the king was merry with wine, he was drunk. <laughs> That's a nice way of saying the king was drunk. Uh, he commanded Mahuman, Biztha, Harbana, Bigtha, and Agbatha, Zathar, and Carcass, Carcass, what a name, the seven chamberlains that served in the presence of Azarus the king. To bring, he commanded all these people to bring Vashti the queen before him with the crown royal to show the people and the princes her beauty, for she was fair to look on. So he was like using her as hunters use deer racks. He was just showing her off to the people. Look at my wife. I have the be most beautiful wife. You know, look at my wife. He just wanted to show her off of how beauty she beautiful she was. And it says, but the queen Vashti refused to come at the king's commandment by, commandments by his chamberlains. Therefore was the king very wroth. He was anger. It says his anger burned in him. Uh-oh, family trouble. Amen. She might have been glad that she, he was, she was considered beautiful by him and all the people of that area. Uh, she might have been happy about it. But she, I feel, okay, that she would want to feel his love, not just to be on display, she, not just to be like a rack, a deer rack, to be on display. She probably wanted to feel his love, and now he's drunk. Okay, so you know you're not going to get too much, but when people get drunk, they just get outrageous, a lot of them. Amen. And she said, told him no. Amen. She refused to come, and he got angry. You can only imagine the queen turned him down, which made him look, are you really, are you really, really, the people are probably thinking, are you really, really the king of uh, it seems like she's wearing the pants, right? Amen? Okay, we have a drunk king. Okay, he's most likely rage, full of rage by now, embarrassed in front of his friends and all of the kingdom. He Don't forget now, he didn't just invite certain people. He invited everybody. <laughs> he invited whoever will come, whoever will. And he just got embarrassed by his wife. Amen? And he was upset. See, so then it says, the king, then the king said to the wise men, he had wise men, all kings do, amen, which knew the times. For so was the king's manner towards all that knew law and judgment. He had counselors. And it says, and next to him was Karshina, Shethar, Admatha, Parshish, Meris, Mersena, and Mimukan the seven princes of Persia and Media, which sat the first 
in the kingdom. Media, I, I noticed this as, as I was studying media, that is the name of the person which sat first in the kingdom, part of the ones, I don't know if it just means that media himself or all the names that I just mentioned sat for. Isn't it something? And media today still sits first in kingdoms all around the world. Television, tell-all, radio, magazines, the news, the media is always there to see what's happening. Amen? You know, sometimes when you read the Bible, you read it and you see things, and then God will show you something, and then you got to write down those notes and remember them. Don't forget them. Amen? So now he has this big, beautiful party, this feast going on. He has media and everybody else there with him. Amen? What shall we do unto Queen Vashti according to the law? Because she's not performed the commandment of the King Azarus by the Chamberlains. They want to know, what are we going to do with this woman? Amen? Now, he already has evil counsel with him. And they want to know, what are we going to do with this woman? She just intimidated you, embarrassed you in front of all of your kingdom. And Mimikan answered before the king and the princes, Vashti the queen has not done wrong to the king only. Here we go, okay. But also to the princes and to all the people that are in the provinces of the king Azarus. For this deed of the queen shall come abroad unto all women, so that they'll despise their husbands in their eyes. And when it shall be reported, the king Azarus commanded Vashti the queen to be brought in before him, but she didn't come. So in other words, they're saying all of the kingdom is going to hear about this, and the women are going to start acting up everywhere. Our women are going to start following in her footsteps. And wow, does this, this reminds me, I don't know if you guys remember this, but there was an old movie, I think they redid it. The Stepford Housewives, I don't know if some of you seen that movie, where their wives they didn't act the way they wanted them to act or do what they wanted them to do, so they, they, they made, they turned them into robots. I don't know if you guys ever watched that movie. This, is, this reminds me of this, amen. They're like, what are we going to do with our women, amen? It says, likewise shall the ladies of Persia and Media say this day unto all the king's princes which have heard of the deed of the queen, thus shall there arise too much contempt and wrath. Now they're saying that people, women are going to start acting up. And, and you know, don't forget that they may have also had the, what, the, what they call the Sharia law then. Sharia law is very hard on women. Amen. If it please the king, let there go a royal commandment from him, and let it be written among the laws of Persians and the Medes, and it uh, be not altered, that Vashti come no more before King Azarus, and let the king give her royal estate unto another that is better than she. Now, they already knew she blew it. She messed up. No matter how beautiful she, they claimed she was, no matter how pretty, how, how, what her personality was like, they said, we're going to find somebody better than her. Amen. And when a king's decree, which shall make uh, uh, he shall make, be published throughout all the empire, for it is great. It's telling you in the Bible, verse twenty, it is great. Esther one twenty, Amen. It was a huge empire. All the wives shall give to their husbands honor, both the great and small. Now they're talking about worshiping the men, Amen. Hallelujah. They're talking about the wives are going to do what the, what the men tell them to do. And saying, please the the saying pleased the king, and the princes, and the king did according to the word of Mimikan. Now notice, there it doesn't seem like there's any heartstrings there. No 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 missing her, no separation or anything. He just had power. 
It doesn't say anything about, you know, uh, he, oh, he, he loved her. He had to think about Let me think about it. He just had power. Well, one woman messes up, I'll just get another one. Hey, like they say today, um, people, guys tell their women, I'll get one that looks just like you. And you want to know something? They mean it. And a lot of times they do. Did you ever, I don't know if you noticed it or not, but you ever notice when, when guys go out and they get mad at a woman, they get rid of her, they get divorced or whatever happens, and they get a new girlfriend or a new wife, a lot of times they, they favor the one that they had before, amen, <laughs> amen, I noticed that, all right, and it says, for he sent, uh, he sent letters into the king's provinces, into every province according to the running thereof, and to every people after their language, that every man should bear rule in his own house, that it should be published according to the language of every people. They got rid of her, okay? Uh, we didn't, we don't know if he killed her or if they just, we don't know. The Bible doesn't say amen. So then... It says in chapter 2, after these things, when the wrath of King Azarus was appeased, he remembered Vashti and what she had done and what was uh, decreed against her. Okay, now it has him remembering her somewhat. Amen, okay? Um, I, he may have missed her. We don't know. But then verse 2 says, then said the king's servants that ministered unto him, let there be fair young virgin sought for the king. And here we go. This is where... He put out a decree for them to go out and get a new wife. He's searching for a new wife now, right? And and they also had times of purification. They would they went out and they picked all the beautiful women, amen. And Esther was one of them. Esther was gorgeous, amen. And it says, uh, then the king's servants uh, said, uh, let there be fair young virgins sought for the king, and let the king appoint of his officers. In all the provinces of the kingdom, they may gather together all the fair young virgins of the Shushan palace to the house of the women. Had a house where they put all the women at, unto the custody of Hegi, the king's chamberlain, keeper of the women, and let their things for purification be given them. Amen. There was a man uh, who took care of the women and taught them how to act in the king's presence. You know, there's protocol in the king's presence. You just can't do anything you want to do and say anything you want to say and act any way you want to act. When you are in the king's presence who has the power, God appointed him to be king. You have to act like you have some sense. Amen. There's protocol. There's a certain way to act in the king's presence. Amen. And it says, let the maid uh, and let the maiden which pleases the king be queen instead of Vashti. And that's what they did. And verse, you look in verse 7, chapter 2, verse 7 says, And he brought Hadassah, that is Esther, his uncle's daughter, for she had neither father nor mother. Well, I'll start with 5. It says, Now Shushan, the palace, there was a, a certain Jew whose name was Mordecai, the son of Jer, the son of Shimi, the son of Kish, a Benjamite, who had been carried away from Jerusalem with the captivity, which had been carried away with Jeconiah, the king of Judah, and Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, which we've heard of, Nebuchadnezzar, okay, uh, king of Babylon had carried away. And it says, and he brought up Hadassah, that is Esther, his uncle's daughter, for she had neither father nor mother. And the maid was fair and beautiful, whom Mordecai, when her father and mother were dead, took for his own daughter. They were cousins. It was his uncle's daughter. Amen. He wrote, He raised her up. And it says she was beautiful. So it came to pass when the king's commandment was his decree, 
And so it came to pass when the king's commandment and his decree was heard, and when many maidens were gathered together in Shushan the palace to the custody of Haggai, that Esther was brought also unto the king's house to the custody of Haggai, keeper of the women. And it says, and the maiden pleased him, and she obtained kindness from him, and he speedily gave her things for purification, which uh, such things as belonged to her, the seven maidens which were meet to be given her out of the king's house, and he preferred her and her maids unto the best place of the house of the women. Haggai gave her the best places uh, in, in the house of the women. He favored her. So here, Esther's favor started already. She hadn't even met the king yet, and she has favor already. See, when God chooses you, all right, when God chooses his children, number one, you're the best. Number two, you are beautiful no matter what the enemy tells you, no matter what other, your enemies tell you, what people say about you. God chose you because you're the best and you're beautiful. Amen. And number three, you have favor on you. God's going to give you favor. You're going to have that, as a, a Revelation says, that white stone so that everywhere you go, you won't have to pay for nothing. Amen. That's called Jehovah Jireh, the God of provision. God will provide. Amen. She had Jehovah Jireh in the Old Testament. Amen. Before we even learned about it. Hallelujah. Amen. As as we learned, it, it was in the Old Testament. We learned about it in the New Testament. Amen. Okay, so it says, Esther had not showed her people nor her kindred, for Mordecai had charged her. Mordecai, he told, well, we call him her uncle, but they're really cousins. He told her, don't tell people you're Jewish. Don't tell people you're Jewish. How would you like to be? Do you know for years there were Jewish people all around the world that were afraid to admit they were Jewish? They go through so much mess in life, so much heartbreak, so much heartache. They go through murder and everything else, rape, murder, um, degradation. And some, There's been a lot for years that we're afraid to tell people they're Jewish. Amen. Amen. And then you get the Jewish names and the, and the German names now, now mixed in. And, and some people, I know somebody personally who is actually Jewish and, and went by and told everybody they was German. They didn't want anybody to know they were Jewish. And you couldn't tell the difference because of the last name. See? It says, Mordecai walked every day before the court of the women's house to show how Esther did. He wanted to know how Esther did and what should become of her. He was He was concerned about her. He was concerned about this pretty girl, his cousin, okay? He loved his cousin, all right? And now when every maid was turned to come up to the king, Azarus, after that she had been 12 months, according to the manner of the women, so were the days of their purifications accomplished to wit six months of myrrh, okay, and six months with sweet odors and with other things for the purification of the women. Myrrh, we know, is for healing, amen? They purified themselves for one whole year, Six months, they purified themselves with myrrh. That is healing, to heal whatever ailed them, whatever was wrong with their skin. They, they have beautiful skin by the time the six months was done. From the inside, from the outside, they purified themselves, cleansed themselves, which is what we should do for the king. We should cleanse ourselves. Amen? Cleanse ourselves from all sin. Cleanse ourselves from the things that we know the king's not going to like. Kick it to the curb. If you know you're going to get kicked to the curb over it, get rid of it. You kick it to the curb. So you'll still be able to have a seat at the table. You'll still be able to sit with the king. He only wants the best. Jesus is the king, and he only wants the best for us. 
first six months with healing, and the second six months it says sweet odors and with other things for the purifying of the women. Amen. You have to, when you're with the king, okay, not just talking about Azarus here, when you're with Jesus, you have to have your own odor. God wants us. You're supposed to wear God's aroma. God's aroma. You will have him on you. You will have the aroma of the king on you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The not the aroma of arrogance. It might work outside the palace, but not on the inside. You can act arrogant. You can act high and mighty all you want to. It might look good to people, but it's not going to be pleasant for God. It's not going to be pleasant for the king. Amen. Amen. You're supposed to have on a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You're not supposed to be melancholy when you go in with the king. He doesn't want a, someone who's melancholy and miserable. He wants you to have, he, he gave you joy from the Holy Spirit. So use it. Amen. Cast all that other mess aside and be happy and please the king. Amen. Amen. And then it says in the in the evening, let me say, verse 13, it says, Then thus came every maiden unto the king, whatsoever she desired was given to her to go out with her to the house of the women and to the king's house. They gave those women anything. They said, choose whatever you want. Pick whatever you want. Get any necklace you want, any clothes you want. And they, they allowed these women to get whatever they want. And in the evening she went, and on the morrow she returned in the second house of the women to the custody of Shagas, the king, Shagas, Gas, sorry about that. The king's chamberlain, which kept the concubines, she came in to the king no more, except the king delighted in her and that she were called by name. Amen. Amen. Now, when the turn of Esther, the daughter of Abihel, the, the uncle of Mordecai, who had taken her for his daughter, was come to go into the king, it's her turn now to go into the king, right? She didn't want, it says she required nothing. But what Haggai, the king's chamberlain, the keeper of the women, appointed. She didn't want to take anything else to go in to see the king. Esther wanted to please the king. She wasn't trying to please herself. Esther was smart. Amen. And she already had favor, so Haggai helped her. He told her what to do. And it says, and Esther obtained favor in the sight of all them that looked upon her. So Esther was taken to the king Azarus and to the house royal in the tenth month, which is a month Tebeth, in the seventh year of his reign. And it says, and the king, now we're going to talk about love. <laughs> Amen. See, when you have when you have favor, and when you have the aroma of God on you, the aroma of the king, people can't help but to love you. And the ones that don't are definitely of the enemy. Amen. And just pray for their souls. Because it's not them, it's the enemy using them. They have open doors. Amen. Hallelujah. This is why you can't take it personally whenever somebody doesn't like you or somebody's uh, not happy with you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And it says, And the king loved Esther above all women, and she obtained grace and favor and a sight more than all the other virgins, so that he set a royal crown upon her head and made her a queen instead of Vashti. She, Esther, became the queen. Obedience is the key. 
Obedience is the excuse God needs to bless you. Amen. Be obedient. Obey God. Obey Jesus. Obey the King. Hallelujah. You want prosperity? Obey the King. She got the royal crown set upon her head, became queen instead of the one that was beautiful at one time. It says, then the king made a great feast upon the princes and the servants and Esther's feast, and he made a release to the provinces and gave gifts according to the state of the king. This man's so happy. He's so pleased with her. He's giving away stuff. <laughs> he's giving people gifts and everything, okay? And when the virgins were gathered together the second time, then Mordecai sat in the king's gate. Esther had not yet showed her kindred nor her people as Mordecai charged her, for Esther did the, the commandment of Mordecai like as when she was brought up with him. She did not tell anybody that she was a Jew. Amen? Amen. 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 But there is always, always, always evil around to try to ruin your party. There's all, the evil one will always try to show up in some kind of way. If you think you're going to have a beautiful day and nothing's going to happen, you're a fool. Because as long as you, thank you, Jesus, as long as you believe in Jesus Christ, something, if Jesus went through everything he went through on that cross, okay, it was the, it was noted as the worst uh, murder, the worst death, well, they didn't kill him, he took his own life, he, he gave himself for us, but it was the worst death recorded in history. And if he went through that for us, how can we think that Saturday is going is my day. Sunday is going to be a beautiful day. Nothing happened this day. It was great. No, something happened somewhere, even if it was in the heavenlies. Amen. If it was in the second heaven and them demons or them devils are trying to fight our angels, something happened that day. You just didn't hear about it yet. Amen. As long as you're a believer, something's going to happen. So chapter 3. After these things did Azarus promote Haman, he promoted, here comes the evil one. He All of a sudden, Haman's been with him all that time. And the king's happy, okay, but he promotes an evil, wicked man. Okay, the son of Hamadatha, the Agagite, and advanced him and set his seat above all the princes that were with him. Now, don't forget, Agag was a evil person, evil people. This man was, he came from evil people. And he's sitting in this kingdom with Esther as the queen. He's serving under, this evil man is serving under Esther. Amen. Esther and her husband, who is the king. Sometimes you can have someone evil serving under you. That's a word to somebody. Amen. Let your discernment kick in and pray about it. Amen. Someone could have, I was just talking to somebody, another pastor on the phone the other day, and we were talking about how they have somebody with wicked intentions sitting under them. Amen. And they're praying about it. They're handling it perfectly. Amen. 
And it says, and all the king's servants that were in the king's gate bowed and reverenced Haman. Okay, everybody had to bow. These people always like attention. They always want to be seen. They always want to be noticed. Amen. And reverenced Haman for the king had commanded concerning him, but Mordecai bowed not, nor did it. Mordecai said, I'm not bowing to you. Now think about it. This it says here the king made people. When whenever you see Haman, you're supposed to bow. The king made people bow, and here comes Esther's cousin. He's already concerned about Esther. He loves Esther. He wants to make sure she's okay and everything. He's happy. She's queen now, and he tells this man, "I'm not bowing to you." Amen. Then the king's servants, which were in the king's gate, sent unto Mordecai, Why transgressed thou king's commandment? And now came to pass, they spake daily unto him, and hearkened unto him, and they told Haman to see whether Mordecai's matters would stand, for he had told them that he was a Jew. Okay, he told everybody he was a Jew. And when Haman saw that Mordecai bowed not, nor did reverence, then was Haman. Now Haman's mad. And boy, these people anger. Anger. Watch out for anger. God showed me this uh, a while ago. I think around the middle, about a year ago, middle of last year, 2021. God showed me, be careful. Watch for anger. Be careful of anger. Amen. And I'm passing it on to y'all. Be careful. Anger will come up on you like like a, a, you ever get a bump on your nose? You get ready to go to a nice dinner or something? Or you get ready to fly on an airplane and go to a meeting or something? All of a sudden, you get this weird bump on your nose. (laughs) It comes up out of nowhere. It comes up out of the blue. Anger is a trip. Amen. And it says, and he thought to, to he thought scorn to lay hands on Mordecai alone, for they had shown him the people of Mordecai. Wherefore Haman sought to destroy all the Jews. Haman, that he wanted to kill all the Jews. He wanted to kill them. Amen. And in the first month of Nisan, in the twelfth year of the king Azarus, they cast poor. Okay, P U R. That is the lot. Okay, like gambling, like throwing a dice, okay, before Haman from day to day and month to month, amen, to the twelfth month, that is, the month of Adar. And Haman said unto King Azarus, there is a certain people scattered abroad, not dispersed, and dispersed among the people in all the provinces of thy kingdom, and their laws are diverse from, they're different. These people, sir, have different laws than everybody else has. And their laws are diverse from all people, neither keep they the king's laws. Therefore, it is not for the king's prophet to suffer them. So he's lying on the Jews. He's uh, he, he's making them look bad. He's telling the king everything he can. Evil, wicked servant. Amen. He's an evil, wicked servant. And he says, if it please the king, let it be written that they may be destroyed. And to this day, okay, that's Esther chapter three verse nine. He want, he put out a, a decree. He wanted the he wanted the king to destroy all the Jews. It says, and I will pay ten thousand talents of silver to the hands of those that have the charge of the business to bring it into the king's treasury. Amen. And the king took his ring from his hand and gave it to Haman the son of Hamada the Agathite, Ag- Agagite, and Jews enemy. And the king said unto Haman, the silver is given to thee, the people also, to do with them that it seems good to thee. The king told him, do what you want to do. Okay? Then were the king's scribes called on the 13th day of the month, and there was written according to all that Haman had commanded unto the king's lieutenants and to the governors that were over every province, 
and to the rulers of every people of the province, according to the writing thereof, and to every people, everybody heard about this decree that Jews were supposed to die. It was filled with the king's ring. Does this remind you of Daniel? Daniel and the king he served under? Okay, there was evil, wicked servants that told the king to make a decree, okay, that everybody had to bow to him. And those that didn't bow got killed. And guess who didn't bow? Daniel. Amen. Are we learning something here? Amen. Hallelujah. Don't be afraid to stand up for what you believe. Don't let non-believers talk you down. Don't let them tell you what to do. Don't let them hurt your feelings. Amen. And the letters were sent out. So when when Mordecai heard this, okay, so in verse chapter 4, when Mordecai, Mordecai perceived all that was done, he ripped his clothes and put on sackcloth with ashes, which is what they did then, amen, and went out into the midst of the city and cried with a loud and bitter, loud voice and a bitter cry. And it came evening before the king's gate, for none might enter into the king's gate clothed with sackcloth. And it says, and... So Esther, uh, and in every province, whithersoever the king's commandment and his decree came, there was a great mourning among the Jews and fasting and weeping and wailing, and many lay in sackcloth and ashes. Amen. So Esther's maids told her, told the chamberlain, it says, so Esther's maids and her chamberlains came and told it to her. They came and told her everything that was going on, and then was the queen exceedingly grieved. Okay. And she sent Raymond to clothe Mordecai. She sent him something nice to dress in, amen, and to take away his sackcloth from him, but he didn't receive it. This man was miserable. He loved his people. He didn't want to see his people die, especially since his, his cousin now is queen. His cousin is the queen of the people that want to kill him, a, a queen of the king that wants to kill them, amen? Amen. Then called Esther, uh, one of King's chamberlains, who would be appointed to attend uh, upon her, and gave him a commandment to Mordecai to know what it was and why it was. So she sent for Mordecai, and Mordecai came. Amen. Amen. And as we read on in chapter 4 of Esther, it says, um, at, I'll start at verse 9. It says, And Hatach came and told Esther the words of Mordecai, Again, Esther spake unto Hatach and gave him commandment unto Mordecai. All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces do know that whosoever, whether man or woman, shall come unto the king in their inner court who is not called, there is one law of his to put him to death except such to whom the king shall hold out the golden scepter that he may live. Now, the king, if you, enter, if you approach the king, you're not, nobody is supposed to approach, approach him unless he holds the scepter out and, and means that you're okay. To, it's okay. It's okay to approach him. Amen? Which means Esther could have died. Esther called a fast among her people. Amen? And it says, and they told to Mordecai Esther's words. And then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther, think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed, and who knoweth whether uh, and who knoweth 
whether thou art come to this kingdom for such a time as this. Mordecai is telling her, if you don't handle this, we don't know. Maybe maybe this is why God had you in this situation for you to handle this. Because if you don't handle this, someone else will, will kill us. Someone else can do the same thing. Amen. So, and it's just like us today. If we don't do what God tells us to do, amen, if we don't handle God's business, we don't handle the business right now and and, and, and preach and, and, and get lead souls to Jesus Christ, amen, and more enemies and more enemies and more enemies will come and try to wipe out people, wipe out people who could be on the list of believers of Jesus Christ, amen. So we got to get busy. We got to get out there. And then Esther bade him return, uh, and Esther bade them return Mordecai this answer. She said, Here, go back and tell him this. Go gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan and fast ye for me, and neither eat nor drink three days, night or day. I also and my maidens will fast likewise, and so will I go into the king, which is not according to the law. And she said, If I die, I die. If I perish, I perish. Esther is saying, I'm going to go in. Let's fast first. Give God a chance. Let's fast first. Show our seriousness about this situation. And she said, then I will enter and go into the king. And she said, if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went his way and did according to all that Esther had commanded him. Amen. Now, and there's a a, Haman actually had made gallows. He had actually made gallows in chapter 5. Esther invites the king and Haman to a banquet. Amen. In in chapter 5, you see where Esther invites them to a banquet. And then the king said unto her, he said, What will thou, Queen Esther? He said, What do you want? What is your request? Now, King's answer, the king's asking her, and she knows he loves her, and she loves him. And Esther answered, if it seemed good to the king, let the king and Haman come this day to the banquet that I have prepared for him. And then the king says, cause Haman to make haste that he may do as Esther says. So the king and Haman came to the banquet that Esther had prepared. Esther prepared a nice banquet for the three of them. And the king said unto Esther at the banquet of wine, what is your petition? And it shall be granted thee. Just like whenever God asked Solomon, what do you want? And Solomon said, wisdom. Amen. Know how to answer. And what is thy request? Even to the half of the kingdom it shall be performed. Amen. Half of the kingdom. She had half of the kingdom. He uh, he loved her so much. Amen. And then answered Esther and said, my petition and my request is, verse 8, chapter 5. If I found favor in the sight of the king, and if it pleased the king to grant my petition and to perform my request, let the king and Haman come to the banquet, and I shall prepare for them, and I will do tomorrow as the king has said. And then when Haman forth the day joyful with a glad heart, but when Haman saw Mordecai in the king's gate, that he stood not up nor moved for him, he was full of indignation. He was mad again at, at, uh, at uh, Mordecai. Nevertheless, Haman refrained himself, and when he came home, he sent and called for his friends and Jerish, his wife, 
And Haman told them of the glory of his riches and the multitude of his children and all the things Haman's showing off about all these kids that he has and all of his riches and everything. Amen. And Haman said, moreover, yet Esther the queen did let no man come in with the king unto the banquet that she had prepared but myself. In other words, he's, he's always say, always so important, right? Tomorrow I'm invited unto her also with the king. So they're going to have another banquet. Amen. And then Zeres, his wife, and all the friends said unto him, Let a gallows be made fifty cubits high, and tomorrow speak down to the king that Mordecai may be hanged. He made, your, the enemy made gallows to hang Mordecai, Esther's cousin. He was so upset at Mordecai for not bowing to him and giving him reverence that he wanted to hang him high. Amen. And I'm not talking about Clint Eastwood. Amen. He wanted to hang him high. So they made gallows, right? And chapter 6, on that night, could not the, the king couldn't sleep, amen, because of the chronicles, and they were read before the king. And it was found written that Mordecai had told of Bigthana and Teresh, two of the king's chamberlains, the keepers of the door who sought to lay hand on the king Azarus. Mordecai helped the king. He let them know that somebody was trying to kill him. Meanwhile, see, not only do you have Haman, you have people who are in with, they come, you know, they say demons and devils come in bunches. They come, they don't come one at a time. Amen. They come in bunches, groups. Sometimes you're not just fighting one, one spirit, one thing. Amen. Now, while Haman is doing damage and uh, sitting under the king. He, he's got, there's two other, there's other people who want to kill the king. They want to poison him. Amen. So, Mordecai told him, amen, and, and it says, and the king said, what honor and dignity have, have been done to Mordecai for this, okay, now the king wants to know, well, what kind of honor and dignity do we give Mordecai, let's do something for Mordecai for helping out the king, for helping me out, and the king said, who is in the court, now Haman was coming to the outward court of the king's house to speak unto the king, to hang Mordecai on a gallows that he had prepared for him. And the king's servant said unto him, Behold, Haman stands in the court. And the king said, Let him come in. So Haman came in, and the king said unto him, What shall be done to the man who, who the king delighteth to honor? And Haman thought in his heart that it was him. <laughs> to whom would the king delight to do honor more than myself? And Haman answered the king, For the man whom the king delights to honor let the royal apparel be brought, which now he's trying, he thinks he's preparing this for himself, right? Let the royal apparel be brought, which the king uses to wear, and the horse that the king rides upon, and the crown royal, which is set upon his head. And let this apparel and horse be delivered into the hand of the king's uh, most noble princes, that they may array the man with, with the... Uh, and with the king delight, whom the king delights to honor, and bring him on horseback through the street of the city. He's talking about something he's getting ready to do and done. He doesn't even know it's him. Amen. He's preparing his own demise, so to speak. Thus shall it be done um, to the man whom the king delights to honor. And the king said to Haman, Make haste and take the apparel and the horse as thou hast said, and do even so to Mordecai the Jew. You know Haman was heated. He he was heated. He just blessed Mordecai and didn't even realize that he had done so. And he had to do what he was told to do. 
He took the peril and the horse and the raid Mordecai and brought him on horseback to the street of the city and proclaimed before. See, look, God, when you do, when you honor God and you do what God tells you to do and you don't honor and bow down to, to, to men or to the evil ones in this world, God will honor you. God will make it so that they will have to parade you around the town. They will have to bring you the horse and the beautiful arraignment. They will have to bring you the crown, and they will have to give you victory, glory. They will have to say it, speak it with their own mouths. Okay, so he had to take Mordecai around. It says, And Mordecai came again to the king's gate, but Haman hastened to his house mourning and having his head covered. Haman was mad. He was, you can only imagine how embarrassed he was, amen, to do this for a man that would not bow to him. And everybody else knew it. He was probably going around by now, right? Everybody knew. Isn't this a guy that Haman was mad at because he wouldn't bow to him? Now he's going around putting royal apparel on him and riding him around on a horse announcing him in the town? God will make a fool of your enemies. Don't worry. Don't fret. God has something for your enemies. Amen. Amen. And he went in and told his wife and, and uh, he said, um, he went in and told his wife everything that happened. And while they were yet talking with him, came to uh, King's Chamberlain and hasted to bring Haman uh, to the banquet. Now they're going to the banquet. Amen. So while they're at the banquet, Esther says, okay, he asked, the, the king asked Esther, what did you want? He asked her again. What is thy petition, Queen Esther, and it shall be granted thee? And what is your request? So it shall be performed even to the half of the kingdom. He said, even if you ask me for half the kingdom, I'll give it to you. And then Esther, the queen, answered and said, If I have found favor in thy sight, O king, if it please the king, let my life be given me at my petition and my people at my request. Uh-oh. There, there's a request. She's talking about her, my people. For we are sold, and I... And I and my people to be destroyed, to be slain, to perish. But if we have been sold for bondmen and bondwomen, I had held my tongue, although the enemy could not countervail the king's damage. Amen. She's now telling him, I kept my, my tongue. I, 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 I kept to myself. I didn't tell you this. But I'm a Jew. See, what, this, is, this is perfect. You have to get in position first. And then state your request. There are too many people that are trying to request things of Jesus Christ, and they have not even gotten into position. You haven't prayed to him. You haven't held a conversation with him. You haven't talked with him. You haven't supped with him. Hallelujah. You haven't praised him. You haven't let him know that he's the best thing in your life, and you're going to ask him for something. Amen. Get in position first, and then state your request. And then, as and then, uh, the king Azarus said uh, unto Esther the queen, "Who is he, and where is he that does presume in his heart to do so?" And she told him. She said, "The adversary and enemy is this wicked Haman." Then Haman was afraid before the king and the queen. His cover had been blown by the people he wanted to kill by his enemy. And that's what happens to your enemies. God will blow their cover. And guess what happens? Amen. 
The king returned out of the... Okay, then it says, And the king arising from the banquet of wine and his wrath went to the palace garden and Haman stood to make requests for his wife and for his life to Esther. Now Haman's... Now your enemy's begging you, please, please, don't, don't, don't get rid of me. Please don't have me killed. After they wanted to kill you, they, oh, please. After they wanted to kill you, they're going to beg you not to kill them. Please. You're going to trust them the second time? Hey, some of you out there have relationships with people, and you're trusting them too much. You're giving them too many times, and they should have been gone the first time. Every time you let that person back, they do you worse because it's in them. It's in them to be that way. Amen? Amen? Haman stood up to make a request for his life to Esther the queen, for he saw that there was evil determined against him by the king. And the king returned out of the palace garden into the place of the banquet of, of wine, and Haman was fallen upon the bed where Esther was. Then said the king, will he force the, uh, the queen also before me in the house? So in other words, he's saying, because Haman laid down on Esther's bed and was begging her, please, Esther, please, please save me. Don't, don't let me die. And the king come in and saw him on the bed with Esther with his wife. As a word, now this makes him twice as mad. <laughs> Amen. You're trying to kill his wife's people, and now you're going to lay in bed. Now you're going to rape my wife. Amen. So the king told him, "Hang him high." Harbanah, one of the chamberlains, said before the king, "Behold, also the gallows fifty cubits high, which Haman had made for Mordecai, uh, who had spoken good for the king, stands in the house of Haman." Then the king said. Hang them thereon. Hang him thereon. The king ordered Haman, your enemy, to be hung on the, the gallows that he, the enemy had made for you. And this is all because Esther prayed and fasted and trusted God. And God fought her battles the same way he's fighting the battles for the Ukraine. The same way he's fighting battles for Jerusalem. For Israelis all around the world, known or unknown, God will fight your battles. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So they hung Haman on the gallows that he had prepared for, for Mordecai. Then was the king's wrath pacified. Amen. Amen. And this is where we get Purim, when Esther called for the feast that saved Israel. Notice all throughout the story, all you hear about is food, 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 wine, 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 feast, feast, feast. Esther fasted. She, see, there's so many times you have to put the flesh aside and do what is, do that which is spiritual. And when you do that which is spiritual, God will step in. Amen. You, when you, God is, God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Do that which is spiritual first, and God will take care of your natural. Amen. Praise Jesus. Amen. Amen. Mm, 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 mm. Amen. And then if you look in chapter 8, verse 7, it says, Then King Azra sent unto Esther the queen and Mordecai the Jew, uh, and, to, and to Mordecai the Jew, Behold, I have given Esther the house of Haman, and... Him they have hanged upon the gallows because he laid his hands upon the Jews. Write ye also for the Jews as it liketh you in the king's name and seal it with the king's ring. For the writing which is written in the king's name and sealed with the king's ring may no man reverse, not to touch the Jews ever again. 
Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And this is why to this day, during the the, uh, the Feast of Purim, people write the names of their enemies on the bottom of their shoes and walk on them. They're known to, to, walk, to, to write Haman's name under their shoes and they walk. Everywhere they walk, they're walking on top of the enemy. The enemy is underneath our feet. Amen? Amen. And, and when you go over to, uh, let me see, I just turned over to uh, chapter 9, verse 26. I'll start with uh, 9, verse 21, and then I'll, I'll be through. It says, to establish this among them, that they should keep the 14th day of the month of Adar and the 15th day of the same yearly as the days wherein the Jews rested from their enemies in the month which was turned into from sorrow to joy and from mourning into a good day, that they should make them days of feasting and joy and of sending portions one to another and gifts. See, they send out gifts, honey. The church has got to start learning how to send out gifts and taking care of each other. Send out gifts and send out meals, uh, meals and take care of one another. We don't take care of one another the way we should. And the Jews undertook uh, to do as they had begun and, and as Mordecai had written unto them because, now see, Mordecai was the one that wouldn't bow to the enemy and now he is leader of the people. Amen? Because Haman, the son of whatever, and Agagite, the enemy of the Jews, had devised against the Jews to destroy them and had cast poor, that is, the lot, to consume them and to destroy them. But when Esther came before the king, he commanded by letters that the wicked device and the device against the Jews should return upon his own head and that he and his son should be hanged on a gallows. I think, I believe he had ten sons and Haman and, I, Haman and all of his sons hung on the The king got rid of the family. Amen. Wanted to make sure that the men in that family didn't come up and try to take their daddy's place. Amen. But when Esther came before the king, he commanded the letters of wicked device, which is devised against the Jews, should rest, uh, return upon his own head, and that he and his son should be hanged on a gallows. There we said, wherefore they called those days Purim, P-U-R-I-M, after the name of Pur. Therefore, for all the words of this letter and that which they had seen concerning this matter, and which had come unto them, the Jews ordained and took upon them and upon their seed and upon all such as joined themselves unto them, which is us. Did you see that? You're in there. You're in there. You're like Prego. You're in there. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so as it should not fail that they would keep these two days according to their writing and according to their appointed time every year, and that these days should be remembered and kept throughout every generation, every family, every province, every city, that these days of Purim should not fail from among the Jews, nor the memorial of them to perish from their seed. And it said, Then Esther the queen, the daughter of Abihel and Mordecai the Jew, um, wrote with all authority, Esther wrote with all authority to confirm the second letter of Purim. And he sent the letters unto all the Jews, to the 120 and seven provinces of kingdom of Azarus with words of peace and truth. Amen. Because of Purim. Because of prayer. Amen. Because of fasting. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you saved? If you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, just repeat after me. 
Now would be the time, y'all, okay? Don't play with this, especially with the way things are going on in the world. I'm not saying we're in World War III, and I'm not saying we're at the, the, the end of the war that's supposed to happen with all the nations, but we're getting mighty close. So please consider accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior. All you have to do is just say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Savior. And I believe you died on a cross and rose from the dead for me, for people all around the world. And for that, I thank you. I love you. Teach me more about you. Jesus, you are welcome in my life. And thank you for welcoming me into your family. Amen. Amen. And if you said that, welcome to the family of God. Hallelujah. The Bible says whatever you did up until this time, God throws it as far as the east is from the west. It's gone. Don't bring it back. And if somebody else brings it back, tell them that's the old me. Amen. Make sure they know that is the old you. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. Keep you. Make his face to shine upon you. God give you his grace, his mercy, his peace, everything you need to make it in this world. The blood of Jesus. Don't forget, use the blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. It is now yours, honey. Congratulations and enjoy. Hallelujah. Reverend Essie signing out. Thank you for listening. Have a beautiful day.